Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Billy Murphy. Billy is a head bowling coach at Newman University of the men and women's team. Billy, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, Billy, I thought we'd begin and take a little bit of a different direction with the podcast this week. Since you started out coaching high school back in 1999, you went from high school coaching to college coaching where you've been now at, uh, at Newman University now for, uh, for going on 18, 19 years. So I'd love to talk, what advice, though, do you have for that high school player who's going into college bowling, who made the jump like you did, what, is, what are some things they should keep in mind and what's probably the best thing they need to, to realize making that jump up from high school to collegiate bowling? Yeah, I, I think there's many things to think about for, for the young student-athlete making that jump. Uh, uh, one of them, um, I really feel like in our um, high school environment, uh, so many of the states, are it's very individualized. Um, and coming into the college where it's very team oriented and we talk about chemistry a lot, um, you know, the, a lot of the players aren't quite ready for that, um, on the, on that side of it. Um, the, the other side of it does, you know, a lot of the States are still bowling on house conditions. Um, and, and we don't do that. You know, all the, all the college tournaments are sport compliant. Uh, the conditions are a little bit harder. So, you know, I encourage all of our, you know, our high school kids around this area to, to get into uh, sport leagues and get out and bowl as many sport tournaments as they can. Uh, that, that space in our um, sport is growing immensely um, across the U.S. I feel like there just seems like there's more and more tournaments that are, that are built with the sport patterns. You know, you see the SYC. Um, which has grown into what what I feel like is something truly special, uh, where our where the student athlete is getting to compete, you know, different places of the country if they choose to, um, and they're putting out patterns that are challenging and and can help the student athlete grow. So, you know, I think tournaments like that, um, the the high school kids really really need to get after and and bowl as much of that as they possibly can. And did you experience some of that yourself? I mean, when you went from, from high school bowling into college bowling, went to Wichita State University, um, was that quite a, a, a change? And, and is that a, a you know, bit of an experience you were able to lean on yourself then when you made that jump into the coaching ranks? Um, yeah, I mean, not really. You know, when I, when I went from high school to college, our world was so much different. Um, you know, and while we bowled a, a regional tournament that was a couple states away, you know, most of the stuff we bowled was, was here in Kansas. Um, so, you know, I, I had a little bit of help just because I was around um, the Wichita State program a lot. You know, I did, you know, my mother would let me come over to Wichita and be around uh the college kids a little bit and you know that's kind of where i got um a lot of my exp- 
experience, but just because we would sit at the table and we would talk bowling, um, you know, we get on the lanes and the, the players at that time, you know, Rick Steelsmith was before me and, you know, I got to bowl with Justin Romick one year, but I bowled a lot with him in youth leagues. Um, and when you're bowling those guys all the time, that just makes you better. Uh, but there wasn't mm-hmm. what we have now um, going on across the country with all of these tournaments. Um, but uh, me bowling uh, and the transition of our sport, you know, right in the days when I would say I was going from a competitor to maybe a teacher and a coach, you know, I, I got to see some of those conditions there at the end of my competitive days. Um, but the, the people ask me all the time, they're like, have you seen the sport change over your time coaching? And my answer is always, yes, it's changed at least two or three times. Uh, you know, the patterns and the amount of oil that we're putting on the lanes, you know, compared to 18 years ago, it's, you know, the lane machines are so much better and what they can do, uh, with the oil and how they put it on the lane. You know, this, this sport is ever-changing and ever-evolving. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's cool. You know, I think my coaching, uh, you know, has changed over the year on how we teach ball dynamics and how to use surface and, you know, how to break down a lane properly. You know, it's just uh, – it, it's changed several times. And, you know, as a coach, you got to change with it. Billy, one thing I want – I'd like you to hit on is talk – or help that kid out or athlete out who maybe doesn't have the opportunity when they're younger or even as an adult sometimes all we go in and all we can bowl on is is house shots because the center we're at only puts out house shots what can we do to make that house shot maybe not play like a house shot or what what do you tell your you know if you have someone coming in or a, a recruit you're looking at is there something you always you maybe can can help them with so that they at least do get into that mentality or mindset of having to repeat shots and, and keep them, you know, keep your targets, you know, only have like a, a one or two board or maybe three board area to hit as opposed to what you can get on your house patterns. Yeah. I, I think you got to not play the, the house pattern. You got to get in a part of the lane that, you know, is maybe just a little tighter and you're not dependent on that friction. Uh, you know, the kids that are, that practice out here, you know, they, you know, I'll go down and watch and, you know, just a couple of the kids that I work with that are in the high school programs and they're just sitting there banging it off the drive. And I'm like, Hey, is that really doing you, doing you any good? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm striking every ball. I'm (laughs) like, yeah, but you know, you really, your, your, your spot on where that come up comes off of has changed four times in the last 10 minutes. So from an accuracy standpoint, you know, it's really not doing them a whole lot of good. So we get them in the middle of the lane where they're a little tighter um, and, you know, try to teach them, you know, some speed control, hand positions where they have to change some things to get it to roll a little, a uh, little earlier. So it shapes up into the pocket. Uh, you just can't, if you're practicing on the house conditions, you, you can't actually play the house condition. You got to, got to get into the middle and, and play them a little bit differently. So. And Tim had uh, mentioned earlier that uh, this is your, you know, 18 seasons now here. So I got to ask you, mm-hmm. has this, how fast has 18 seasons flown by? And when you started back that first season, did you see yourself being in this role for 
for this long or much longer? Or what, what were you thinking when you first got started? Yeah, the interesting thing is when you, you know, we started the program at Newman and you really didn't know how long it was going to last at that point. You know, the school came to me and said, hey, we want you to try to do this, um, you know, and we'll just kind of see how it goes. And I told people this story, you know, someone in my second year said, hey, how long are you going to do this? And I was like, you know, if I if I did this for 10 years, that I think that'd be a pretty good career. Um, and then you get to 10 and you're like, wow, you know, if I made it to 15, that would be awesome. Um, but it, it has gone by very quickly. Um, I think, uh, you know, from my side of it, the enjoyment and helping student athletes get better um, and just watching them grow and mature um, and then, you know, move on into the work world. Uh, you know, I just, you know, some of our girls have gone on to be nurses and just seeing them succeed uh, right now, especially with everything that's going on in the world. You know, I've talked mm-hmm. to several of them. They've called just to see how I was doing. And, and it turns very quickly. I'm like, how are you doing? You know, you're on the front lines and, and all that. And just very interesting conversations. But it's, it's uh, rewarding to watch them grow and, and do that. But it, it has gone by very fast. Uh, you know, Gordon at, at Wichita State, Coach Vatican, you know, he was there for um, a very long time. And I, and I didn't think I would actually be somebody that would do that. But at this point, um, I'm, I'm going to be there until the, the school says I can't do it anymore. So um, I just I, I love doing it. I love working with the athletes. Um, and it's just a, it's a really cool piece of, of my journey. Um, that has worked worked out well, and uh, I just totally enjoy it. Yeah, and uh, I guess I'd like to say then regarding just some a- advice that you were given. Me and Steve have had some of the coaches on that were a little bit they're beginning their career as a coach, and um, and I'd love to know what sort of advice you were given when you were just starting out as a coach, and then what advice you would give to someone who's new into this craft of coaching. Yeah, you know, I, I, I go to Coach Vatican still. You know, I, I, he was such a um, – uh, it was a good piece of my story because, you know, while I thought I knew a lot about bowling, I didn't know a lot about the back of the house and budgets and all that, and you know, how you get to this tournament and that tournament. Um, so he was a really good um, uh, mentor for me. Um, and – I would say to a new coach, don't be afraid to reach out to those that have been down the road you're going. Um, there's a there's a lot of coaches that get into it and they want to do it their way and that and that's awesome. Um, but there are so many uh, coaches in our profession now that have had those experiences and and we can pass that knowledge down to a younger coach um, and just help them through those early days. Um, of trying to learn how to schedule and, you know, just practice schedules and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I always say that, you know, you're successful because of the people you, you surround yourself with. And, you know, a new coach should surround themselves with as many of the coaches that have been around for a while and just take a piece from each one of them um, and put that into their plan. 
because uh, it is, you know, building a, you know, 10, 12 tournament schedule and budgeting for that and having 30, 35 kids in a program, uh, it, it can be overwhelming for, for a, a new coach just getting into it. Um, so I, I always suggest that they use the resources that are out there. Um, the NCBCA, the National Collegiate Bowling Coaches Association, uh, we just started a mentor program. Um, that we we put into effect and it's a program where when new coaches come in we actually reach out to them and introduce ourselves and try to just let them know that there's people out there that that can help them at any time and and want to help them so it's been a really cool piece that we've added uh, to the ncbca uh, portfolio Hmm. Yeah, I mean, good resources. That's uh, th- that's definitely a must. And you know, you look down to and as far as college college bowling um, in the USBC and collegiate, you know, there's uh, there's definitely a lot of stuff that they have to offer, and even some of the combines, you know, that some of the yeah. um, you know different different things like that, where you can kind of scout the talent a little bit, um, is just crucial in terms of you know we've heard so much the importance of recruiting. Uh, nowadays yeah. and, 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 and there's a lot of stuff that goes into that and a lot of different strategies that different coaches have, you know, what, what, what's yeah, your philosophy on that as far as recruiting on recruiting? Well, um, you know, I, I really want in our program, I want people that are passionate about the game. Um, I want the young people that, uh, want to be taught, uh, coachability is a big thing. Um, you know, it's, uh, I want, young people that, that want to help others. Um, you know, I, I, I use the word, I, I, I want great humans. Um, cause, cause we're really all in it together. Um, and, and all the individual and the team go goals will come if we have athletes that are, that are all in for the program and for each other. Uh, so we're, we're kind of looking, you know, you're always looking for a great athlete. You're looking for somebody that can strike a lot and spare a lot, but you also need people that are going to work well together with others uh, in the, in the team format. So. It, you know, and speaking of the team format, you know, USBC, they did recently have that announcement for the, uh, that new team championship series uh, that was going to be coming mm-hmm. back, which I was pretty excited about. And I got to ask you, man, are you grabbing, there's a one individual uh, buddy of ours. You're a, a course part of your family Lonnie Wallachek are you going to get him on the lanes again and get the Ebonite Nitro R's to make a comeback you know what what is really cool Come on about now. that um <laughs> you know I I when I saw that press release come out I was like oh my gosh this is awesome right and I didn't really right. know all the the rules and all the pieces to it but you know you got to have people from your own association which I I think is a pretty cool little piece to that um and so uh, Derek Hartnell, who bowled for me at Newman, um, I yeah. texted him and I, and, I, and I was like, hey, man, I will get in shape. I will start practicing. I will do whatever it takes if you and I can put a team together. Uh, and, uh, he says, and he says, quote, unquote, he goes, only if you get Lonnie to bowl with us. Ah, <laughs> uh, even better. Yeah, yeah so I called – I called Lonnie and told him what was going on. And uh, he, he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I go, you don't have to give me an answer today, but 
you know, we would love for you to be a part of this group. And so he texted me one week later and he said, Hey, I went down to the rec center and, uh, you know, we were getting Benjamin, his son ready for high school bowling. He goes, I threw some shots and it wasn't too bad. So, uh, you know, I, I think it might be a possibility. That sounds, that, that, that sounds like a yes to me. It did, right? I mean, that's how I took it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that those team challenges were some good days. And, and I know you were on teams that had great success. Um, but I mm-hmm. think it's really cool that they've got something like that going again. And it's got such a nice tie-in with college bowling because you've got, you know, again, it's a group of, you know, players that are together and from the same area and it just kind of gets that kind of camaraderie and stuff that you can kind of, you know, kind of build upon. And uh, yeah, I think there's just a lot of great things going on with that possibility. Yeah. It's going to be pretty awesome. I think there's going to be some incredibly good teams um, that are put together. Uh, You know, you talk about bowling in the Dallas area and um, Kansas city, Omaha, St. Louis, you know, Chicago, Detroit, uh, Buffalo, New York. Just think about all the people that bowl in that area, right? I mean, there's going to be some incredible teams that are put together. Well, I'd be remiss, and and me and Steve have been doing these all through the pandemic, and we we haven't hit COVID-19 with you, so I I feel like we do have to at least end on that note, though, with with, uh, the schedule hopefully beginning for you guys here after the first of the year. How have you been preparing the team for competition regarding COVID-19 in, in a COVID-19 environment and in a pandemic environment and, uh, and getting everyone ready? Yeah. You know, we had practice all, sem- you know, all first semester. Um, and you know, our, my athletic director put in some protocols, um, and we kind of adhered, adhered to those, you know, we, we had our lanes in the practice area, but no one that wasn't a part of the program could go down into the area with us. Um, you know, we wore masks the entire time. Uh, you know, there, there's so many things that go into trying to keep a, a big group healthy. Um, in our tryout process, we had to bowl in pods. Uh, so we had, we would have two pairs with four on a pair and then we would skip a pair and, We'd have four more lanes with that same number of people, and they had to bowl in that same group every week for four weeks during that process, uh, just so you could trace them. Um, you know, and you know, while we dealt with uh, some of the kids getting getting COVID, um, for the most part, we didn't have too much trouble. Uh, but I think going into when we start traveling. You know, there's going to be a lot of stuff that we do differently this year um, on the road, how we travel, how many people we put in a vehicle. Um, you know, we're going to put less people in a hotel room together. Uh, there's going to be a lot of protocols. and um, But the student-athlete, they want to bowl. They want the season to go. Um, and, you know, from I can only speak for our group, but these student athletes want to be dedicated to doing it and doing it healthy and doing it the right way. So they, they do get the college season in. Um, and that's what, you know, leading up and practicing and everything, just trying to develop our kids and get them ready for a little shorter season than normal. Um, but these, 
the student athlete wants the season. Um, and I, I think they'll do just about anything we ask them to just to, to make sure that everybody stays healthy and, and we can have a good season. So I haven't looked at your schedule, full disclosure, but I'm guessing I'm seeing that mm-hmm. some of the teams on the collegiate side when they're traveling and even on the pro side, they're tra- they've really adjusted their travel where they're leaving you know, the same day for, you know, there was a thing last week where one, I think it was Ohio State, wanted to leave for their game, not even stay in a hotel, go basically right from Ohio, you know, from Columbus to Illinois to, you know, to Champaign and, and just really, is that something you guys are toying with if it's possible to leave early in the morning for an event so you're not even having to deal with a hotel or, or some of the other variables you get in when you're more on the road or, or Again, not having looked at your schedule, but is that something, if possible, you guys are at least exploring? Yeah, we'll, you know, if we can get it down to one night in a hotel, you know, in the Midwest, generally we have to travel so far to tournaments um, that that it is hard not to stay in the hotel. Um, like we bowl a tournament in Lawrence, uh, uh, Jayhawk Classic, um, and we'll drive up there Saturday, we'll bowl, we'll come back, drive up Sunday morning, bowl the second day of the tournament and drive back um, just to, you know, alleviate living in the hotels. Uh, But anytime that we can um, do that, we will. But for the most part, it's still about traveling safely um, and getting the student athlete there and back in a safe manner. Um, You know, we don't, you know, whether it's good or bad, we don't have the budget of an Ohio State football program um, where, you know, they can hot where they can hire drivers um, to do that. Um, you know, the coaches are still driving or there's a charter bus. Uh, you know, in a normal year, we share charters with other schools to be fiscally responsible and save money, but also from a safety standpoint. Um, and, and there just won't be that this year. Because uh, they're just, you know, you're not going to want to put that many people on a bus and and expose them that much. So uh, it, it is different. I think the biggest change you're going to see in schedules across the country is that the tournaments are going to be a lot more regionalized. Um, in a normal year where we might see, you know, 70% of what college bowling has to offer as far as, you know, seeing all the colleges and seeing their teams. You know, we're probably going to see the teams in about a six or seven state area, uh, north and south. Um, and those are probably going to be the only teams that we see all year. Because uh, they're, you know, if it's over, you know, I know we're not going to travel over eight hours. You know, St. Louis will probably be the furthest trip that we make this year. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going in Dallas a couple times. Uh, but they're, teams just aren't going to travel as far and there is going to be when you get up into the upper midwest in ohio kentucky indiana and those areas they have a lot of tournaments up there where they're only two and a half three hours away so i believe there will be a lot of the drive bowl come back home drive back the next day um it's going to be a much different um plan of attack this year for for all the colleges um, just from safety, safety aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely sounds like you have a good plan of attack for it all. 
And I want to thank you uh, for joining us and, and sharing your insight, Billy. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, you guys stay safe.